Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi there, I'm Neil Driscoll from Above and Beyond Boating, and thank you for tuning back into our podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to you about one of my most favourite topics, which is sailing or in particular, um, the sail selection. It's um, it's an interesting one, you know, sail selection, we could get quite broad, um, and look, over, over coming podcasts in time, we, we will go broader. The, um, the particular sail I want to look at today is the main sail. Um, many of you will now think, well, hang on a minute, I've already got a main sail, mate, that's you know, that's not something I actually get to make a choice about, and that is true. Um, however, I'm really positioning this to help you think about your mainsail if you're considering changing boats or um, you're looking at buying a boat. So, you know, 101, um, when we're looking at the mainsail, the in an ideal world, if the boat's going to sail well, then we're going to be using... Um, yeah, in a traditional setup, you know, I know, I know we could look at all different ideas, but I'm assuming most of you are not Captain Jack Sparrow single-handedly sailing square riggers around the Caribbean searching for rum. So I assuming we're just looking at a kind of traditional uh, single mast, you know, one sail ahead of the mast that furls, one sail after the mast that we'll call the mainsail. Um, now, in an ideal world, the, um, the mainsail and the headsail that's ahead of the mast will end up balanced so that you've got some power coming from one one end of the boat and some from the other and just basically making the boat balanced. We could get into that in a lot more detail, but that's um, I'm putting that in there because, you know, I see a lot of the V-logs, for example, where um, the sailing part of the boat adventuring becomes, um, you know, a bit of a revelation, which is cool. It's, I, hats off when people get into the... Um, you know, just decide that they love the idea and get it, get into it and decide to kind of figure the sailing out along the way. I'm a massive fan of that approach. So let's look at the mainsail now. So what we're really, how we're going to categorize the mainsail is in terms of um, uh, how it's, if you like, how it's put away. So um, we'll either look at a furling mainsail, subcategory of in-mast furling, where it goes into the mast, or in-boom furling, where, yep, you guessed it, goes into the boom. Or finally, uh, what we call slab reefing, or a traditional um, setup of a mainsail, um, which is worth noting, sometimes we'll end up with a... Um, a bolt rope mainsail, which is kind of similar to those of you who come from a dinghy sailing background, the kind of thing you might have had on your um, uh, your dinghy or skiffs when you were um, growing up, or might still be sailing them now. And um, and then we've also got a kind of slider setup where you've got, um, be it cars or sliders or you know some mechanism where you know uh, gaps along the main there are. Um, pieces of hardware that are you know attached to the mainsail that go up and down a track uh, and that, that they can vary from having um you know very complicated um ball bearings right through to just being a piece of nylon uh with some webbing um stitched onto a sail now it's my objective here to help you look at the pros and cons of each of these so that you end up with whatever boat you have that you 
hopefully end up with a setup that you're going to be using because they've all got pros and cons. I've used all of them extensively um, for different uh, different setups. I would choose um, any of them, um, and um, and I think what's you know, something I talk to you a lot about is you know, it all comes back to the ease of use. You know, if it's hard to use, you're not going to use it. So if you're planning to um, cruise your boat 99% of the time and race it three days a year, if you've got something which really needs a, you know, a full team of people to sail but means you're getting that performance, odds are you're not going to use it when you're cruising and that could be argued as a bit of a waste of time and it, you'd be better off coming up with something which is easy to use, cruises really well and lacks a bit of performance when you're racing. And it, it all depends on your personal choice but it's it's an error I see people make a lot is that they focus so heavily on the performance um, that they forget that that means that if they're kind of single-handed or short-handed that they're possibly not going to be able to use the sail at all, which, um, you know, a bit of a shame really if you bought a sailing boat. So look, let's um, let's have a look at them. So first of all, uh, in-mast furling. Um, that in-mast furling is a funny one, gets a lot of bad press uh, from people that have got it stuck. If you've ever got it stuck, you can understand why. The sail will uh, be rolled up by you know a control line that turns this foil. Um, and if you don't have enough tension on the foot, so you basically if you don't keep the foot of the sail, mainsail tight enough, then um, you get a, a crinkle or a crease, um, which ends up with the sail being too fat inside the mast. Uh, and then it gets stuck, and it can be at best extremely difficult to um, to free up, um, and sometimes can can be you know quite a serious undertaking. So I actually love in mast furling. The reason I love it is because most of the boats I get on where they may have sacrificed a little bit of performance because um, again just back to basics. But in order for this to work then it means you need a relatively flat cut and small mainsail compared to the the sides of the spars i.e., mast and boom um and it doesn't you know you can put vertical battens in which give, definitely add some performance but you can't put horizontal battens in which are the considered to be the ultimate performance so the there are some potential issues and you need to um you need to be careful with that. Give you a perspective, though. I um, I wasn't aware of them at one point in my sailing career, and I did get a get an in mast furling sail stuck. But that would have been, um, I think that was in two thousand and two, and I haven't got one stuck since. So I would say that as long as you know what you're supposed to be doing, and it's not rocket science, it's just making sure you don't kind of over ease the sail. Uh, or keep it so tight that you split the sail in half. Um, it becomes very easy to use. Um, that's actually my dad sold me on in mast furling for the simple reason. You know, we we did a lot of offshore sailing as a family when I was uh, very small. My sister was, um, you know, five or six. She was my older sister by three years. Uh, and then my mum, who was very hands-on with some areas of the boat, but not so much the sailing. Um so dad was basically single-handed on a 42-footer uh, offshore with two little kids. And he uh, he just said, yeah, look, I'm an out-and-out racer, but if I if I have a performance boat, I'm not going to use the mainsail. And, you know, if I've got an easy setup, I'll use it every day, which is exactly what he did. Uh, and that's what I, 
you know, I'd encourage you to consider is it's pretty cool if you're not that worried about the performance, not having to worry about boom bags or, you know, lazy jacks or reefing lines. You know, it's a lot less control systems. And, you know, if you're lucky enough that you're getting into the, the bigger boats and you can afford things like electric winches and that sort of stuff, uh, this can be made very, very, very simple uh, and potentially allow you to um, be actively sailing shorthanded much later in life than, uh, say, a traditional uh, slab reefing might allow. Next one's in boom furling. Um, look, I, um, I have a, uh, I suppose it's best described as a love-hate relationship with in boom furling. When it works and when I get onto boats where it's set up really well, um, it is fantastic. You know, you can have horizontal battens, the sail disappears, you've got the weight, um, those of you that are kind of purists in terms of keeping boats upright, which I am, uh, you're keeping the, you know, the weight a lot closer to the centre of gravity, uh, which is obviously pretty good, um, uh, because it's all in the boom rather than right up the mast. Um, the issue with in boom furling was two. Number one is when boats get bigger it gets expensive because the um, the the actual process of making the boom uh, and the hardware involved is expensive. Um, uh, on on new boats, like for like on a, a 45-footer that's new, you might look at increasing the bill by 70 to 100 grand just for the boom. Uh, and then you've got to do a sale. So And that can get a lot more than that. So it is a, it's a big old upgrade. Um, in you the performance can work really well uh, and I suppose that's where you've got to work out how much you care um, and it depends how much you know how much you care obviously gets balanced by how much you can afford to kind of uh, put into that you know likewise I've got some friends they've bought a, a much simpler boat uh, which costs you know half the number I just quoted for a boom for the whole boat uh, they've got in boom and it's working really well and um, Having seen all the blogs and forums, they were considering not buying the boat because of the in-boom furling. Um, but basically, as long as you get the height of the topping lift right, um, uh, so that the sail doesn't end up uh, travelling forwards towards the gooseneck when you're rolling it, it's not too difficult to use. Um, I like it. Um, if I had a choice, if I was going for a furling main, I, I would most likely, for me, I would be choosing in mast furling just because it's harder to get wrong um but i would certainly you know if 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 there was a boat that came up that ticked all my boxes and it was in my price range um i would certainly be happy to buy it if it had uh if it had in boom furling um and if you are sailing on a boat within boom furling and you've had any trouble with it the the point of reference is the topping lift. It's widely written around and you just got to make sure the height of the boom is right and then everything will work out really nicely. And then finally, you know, the old favourite, traditional slab reefing, be it single line reefing or traditional reefing, but essentially uh, a, a main that goes up and down. Look, I love it, but I also, you know, I'm still in my 30s. I can scramble up and down a a rig quite happily I, I do love the idea that if I want the main to go down as long as I can depower the main I can let the halyard go and the main comes down and uh, that's a big plus for me um the um you know the thing is you know there are other areas that will need you know you've got a whole bunch of extra hardware right so you've got reefing lines you've got the hardware that holds those you've got the reefing pennants in the sail you've got the 
boom bag, potentially the lazy jacks, uh, almost certainly the lazy jacks if you're in a cr cruising configuration. So I suppose the other thing to factor with this is, especially if you're operating on a bit of a budget or you're, um, you're keen on keeping your decks really clear, is that's a lot of extra rope, a lot of extra maintenance. Um, great when you're underway. Um, but it's just you know something to consider if you um, if you don't think you'd use all of that stuff as in the you know the reefing lines and um, and the, and the performance or the the last maybe twelve percent of the available performance of that sale. Um, it's worth looking at the furling options as well because there's some, some pretty tidy ones out there, um, and it's just just something for you to consider. So. Um, uh the last thing i suppose worth mentioning at this point is especially if you're lucky enough to be sailing in the warmer climates is um depending on the main sail setup that you go for it makes it significantly uh easier or harder to um set up boom tents or um some kind of deck sun cover because for example if you've got a you know a, a boom that's got no boom bag and mainsail on it it's very easy just to roll out a a batten sun cover that goes over the deck uh, if you've got a mainsail there then you know you might not want that and you might have to have something uh, coming off of a boom bag just things to think about so you know as well as the idea that the the mainsail can affect your performance your headlines really are how much you care about the performance how many people are going to be sailing the boat um if you've got a performance set up how do you feel about having to, you know, maintain and look after all the other associated hardware and uh, that goes with it? And finally, um, just factoring in the potential for sun covers in your um, in your choice. Um, very final thought on this. I've touched on it with the in boom, but um, I think what you've also got to decide is: is this going to be a deal breaker for me? Um, because odds are, it's kind of a bit like. A car where you get locked onto a car and then you decide you only want it in a certain color if you find the boat that you want but it's got a different mainsail configuration to what you had in mind you just got to decide if it's going to be a deal breaker or not and I, I would encourage that it probably should be because depending you know there are horses for courses as they say and depending on your kind of physical ability your you know passion for performance and the number of people you're going to sail with on a normal basis then there's the style of main soul that you you go for is going to have a massive impact in your sailing every single time you take the boat out so i would be open to letting it be a deal breaker for you um i hope that was helpful thanks very much and um, don't forget to uh, check out the videos on this on abb tv it's only 7.99 a month really appreciate you subscribing one because we want you to enjoy the content and two so you can help support us make more boating insights for you so thanks for tuning in Bye.